Welcome to the fourth branch program. Glad you can make it. I am MD. This program is dedicated exclusively for those with common sense, a spirit of patriotism, and a determination for a more perfect union. Stay tuned as we begin the discussion of a very important, interesting, and enlightening topic. Hope to hear from you soon. Happy listening. Hello everyone, welcome to the 4th Branch program. This is the 4th Branch podcast. It's been a while since we chatted. Today we have for you a very interesting program. Don't go anywhere, we'll be right back. I am MD. Today is Wednesday, July 17, 2019. You are on the 4th Branch program, the place for common sense. Stay tuned, we'll be right back to discuss... Once again, welcome to the fourth branch program. Today we are going to discuss uh, something that's been in the news for the past few days. It's been uh, causing a lot of uproar. And uh, in fact, if uh, you have had the time to uh, watch what's going on in Washington, once again, we are all aghast by, well, who else? Donald Trump. It's uh, there is not a single day on uh, uh, in 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 the United States since Donald Trump actually set foot in the political arena that the conversation is not about Donald Trump. Of course, he is the president of the United States now, but usually, uh, well, in the past, before Donald Trump became president. Uh, whenever you hear anything about the president of the United States, it's usually in regard to something that uh, the president is doing that's good for the country in terms of uh, something that would benefit most people. Now, granted, there are always uh, fight in Washington in uh, between the two major political parties, but in general before Donald Trump, we were pretty much accustomed to what we call political fights. But today, the fight has changed from being political fight to being a personal fight. Uh, it's no longer about policies, it's no longer about things that uh, uh, we, uh, the, the major political party disagree with, but rather something that the president of the United States said that now the country has to cope with. What is it about? Well, a, a couple of days ago, uh, Donald Trump um, issued, uh, in fact, I, I believe he, it, it was last Sunday that uh, Donald Trump uh, put out tweets and that's how he communicate uh, actually mostly he put out a tweet in which he uh, bashed uh, more specifically four congress women uh, the four congress women that uh, pretty much are very brand new to politics uh, they were all four elected uh, in the 2018 midterm election. They are all four Democrats. I believe this uh, Cortez, uh, Ilan Omar, Tlaib, and uh, uh, the name of uh, the last one escaped me. Um, 
all four were singled out by Donald Trump to bash. And uh, here's what he said in the tweet. And that's what we will take a quick look at and try to dissect uh, pretty much what that means in terms of uh, the tweet itself and why it has caused such a major uproar and how that and what triggered Donald Trump to uh, issue uh, that tweet. He said, I'm quoting here, so interesting to see progressive Democrat congresswomen who originally came from countries whose governments are a complete and total catastrophe, the worst, must corrupt and inept anywhere in the world and in parentheses, if they even have a functioning government at all. Now, loudly and viciously telling the people of the United States, the greatest country, the greatest and most powerful nation on earth, how our government is to be run. Now, that was the first tweet that he sent out. And then later, he tweeted so very early on Sunday morning, why don't they go back and help fix the totally broken and crime-infested places from which they came? Then come back and show us how it is done. The president also wrote, These places need your help badly. You can't live fast enough. I'm sure that Nancy Pelosi would be very happy to quickly work out free travel arrangement end of quote now a few things to note about those tweets the first thing is what the hell here in the united states the country has to cope with a president who not only does not fit any criteria for as a president does not honor the office of the presidency but even worse every time he tweets or speak he always sets out to divide the country there is not a single time that donald trump opened his mouth or sent a tweet for which purpose would be to unite the country he doesn't he, as a matter of fact, I don't think he cares about uniting the country because he doesn't believe that's his job and he doesn't care as it is, should be obvious by now that's the case. But we're going to look at three different aspects of this situation. The first we're going to look at is what triggered that tweet and the second is the reaction by uh in the country and the third we're going to look at what should the country expect from that point forward that's those three uh, those are the three three aspects of this this situation that we're going to be look at in order to get a good grasp as to what are we dealing with and should we the constituent hope for something better during the time than donald trump is president of the united states Democrat women in question, they freshmen or fresh women, did 
attract Donald Trump attention because of the fact that they very vocal that's number one number two they they not they 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 more interested in uh, the concern that their constituent have addressing the concern their constituent have and of course they very vocal doing that ironically donald trump is a big mouth as well now if you watch a broadcast program we refer to donald trump as sleazy don so we're going to adopt sleazy don here on this broadcast to refer to donald trump so every time you hear sleazy don we are talking about donald trump so those four women <clears throat> attracted the attention of sleazy don and the reason as i mentioned is because uh, those women are very vocal and uh, but most importantly they seem to be very enthusiastic about addressing uh, the concern their constituent have and it so happened uh, the putting of uh, the way that uh, the, the, the sleazy Don administration has been handling this uh, influx of immigrant uh, through from uh, through not only coming through the border Mexico border that is and also those who are already here get those women to be very vocal and pointing out what the administration has been doing that's wrong now i must say that so far we have had in uh, a number of immigrants who died while in uh, ice custody ice is the uh, the immigration uh, uh, uh center agency that uh, seems to be uh <clears throat> that's uh that's take care of uh, immigrants that in the that's in the country illegally and those immigrants uh are uh, currently uh in 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 different location across the country but the one that been making most most news are the one that uh, uh that's in texas the 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 uh, the the place where they they uh the ice holds those uh, illegal immigrants which comprise quite a number of children and young children and that's what been causing a lot of uproar because uh not only that they being mistreated uh, as human being in fact the latest news did report that some of those children were not fed some of them were not given soap or toothpaste uh, they haven't taken a shower for days and some for weeks and the way that they punish those who complain about that they remove them the 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 the, the arrangement uh, a mattress that they put on the floor uh, for them they remove that from the floor so they had to sleep on the bare floor that's the way that the the agent uh, punish the children who do not fall in line so the situation is macabre the situation is is really inhuman the situation resemble uh, really how slaves were treated during slavery time in fact in some instances you would say pretty much the same way that slaves were treated except for the beating part so obviously any individual you don't have to be a legislator you don't have to be a congressman or a congresswoman if you are a citizen if you are a human being you cannot possibly agree with the way that this administration has been treating those human beings even dogs the way that dogs sometimes owners uh, uh people are uh, 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 dragged in front of a court because of the way that they treat 
a dog. Now we're talking about human being, and that's the reason that those four women, they were the most vocal about the way that the uh, Sleazy Dawn administration has been treating those people. In fact, as I mentioned earlier, there were a few of those people who died in custody uh, uh, in, in the hands of the administration. And what makes the situation even worse is the fact that even after those people have to go through this predicament, meaning that family who lost their children, family who lost their loved one, now the administration refused to provide information, refused to help those families and continue to treat them in a very inhuman way. And that's the reason those four women in the Democrat Party not only raise their voices and complain publicly about it, and of course doing so, they attracted sleazy Don attention. And once they did, which explained the tweet that sleazy Don issued in regards to those four women. Now, I must also clear the air by saying the following, that all those four women, there is only one individual, it's Elon, who was not born in the United States, who became a U.S. citizen, but the other three that Donald Trump was suggesting to go back to their country, they were all born right here in the United States of America just to be sure that people who've been following this understand that Donald Trump doesn't even have any information about anything when he tweets something because everything, anything that comes to his mind, he says, and as far as he's concerned, whatever he says is what is. So those four Democrat Congresswomen cut Sleazy done attention because they calling his administration out on the way, on the mistreatment, on the kind of treatment, inhuman treatment they inflicting on the immigrant which are currently in ICE custody. You are on the fourth branch program, the place for common sense. The four women in question that uh, we uh, mentioned earlier, uh, as, as, as previously said, they're, uh, they're all fresh uh, freshmen or fresh women uh, who got elected in the 2018 midterm election. Their names are Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez uh, from New York, Rashida Tlaib from Michigan, Ayanna Presley from Massachusetts and Ilan Omar from Minnesota. Uh, except for Ilan Omar, as I mentioned earlier, the three were born right here in the United States of America. Ilan Omar became a U.S. citizen later on while here in the country. Ilan Omar is from Somalia. Now, 
I just explained to you what uh, triggered Sleazy Don from uh, lashing at those four women. Now, what are the reactions in the GOP? Now, the GOP, by GOP we mean the legislators uh, the, in Washington. Now, after that tweet was sent out, there were a number of reactions. Many Republicans, in fact, the majority of Republicans, both in Congress and the Senate, did not have any problem about the way that Trump went at uh, using racist remarks to address those, uh, those women's concerns. They had no problem whatsoever with that. Now, there were a few Republican congressmen and senators who were dancing around the issue to try to explain a way that they disagree with Sleazy Don, but at the same time, without saying, the, uh, the saying it in a way to upset Sleazy Don. Lindsey Graham went on Fox and he danced around the issue so much that the only thing he came close to saying is that uh, he should aim higher. I mean, really, seriously. So that was pretty much to give you an idea as to how Republican in Washington reacted to a president who is openly, overtly racist and who uses every opportunity to put out his racist behavior. Now, if you Republican, if you, just if you, condemn that, but in general, most Republicans rally behind Trump. Uh, Mark Short, who is uh, Mike uh, Vice President uh, uh, Pence's uh, chief of staff, defended uh, what Trump said as not being racist. In fact, uh, many who defended Trump clearly said it out loud that no, what Trump said was not racist. But the most interesting thing is the following, that Donald Trump doesn't, is not bothered by any of that. Of course, Democrats are out there bashing, in fact, uh, 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 Nancy Pelosi uh, had a resolution passed that uh, condemned uh, the tweet uh, as racist uh, by, uh, by, by Donald Trump. Uh, that resolution was passed uh, exclusively on party line. All Democrats voted for it. All Republicans voted against it. Now, what do you expect? Republicans have uh, always sided with Republicans no matter what. So it doesn't matter what Donald Trump does. It doesn't matter how detrimental it is. Republicans usually would side with what Donald Trump has done. So the reaction was pretty standard that you have most Republicans defending Donald Trump as they have been doing for the past two plus years and most Democrats really being aghast, exhausting. It is an exhausting exercise that every time Donald Trump opened his mouth or sent a tweet, then the reactions are pretty swift that you have Democrat condemning it and Republican defending it. So the country has been going through this seesaw uh, 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 exercise since Donald Trump has occupied the Oval Office. But this particular scenario that we're talking about is pretty much quite interesting because Donald Trump, in fact, loved the idea not because of anything other than he's just boisterous and raunchy and uh, really a, a, a vile uh, individual, but because, listen to this, when the Trump supporters, not white nationalists, not KKK, 
But when the Trump supporters are interviewed, were interviewed, they said, and I quote, that's why I voted for him. Now, in case you don't get that, meaning for him to behave as like a racist, to talk as a racist, that's how, why I voted for him. Now, we're going to come back to tackle the uh, third aspect of the problem as to what does that mean? Because we talk about the tweet, we talk about what triggered, we talk about reaction on both the Democrat side and the Republican side. Now, we're hearing that the constituent, Republican constituent, now, all the Republican legislators voted against the idea of condemning the tweet as racist. All the Republican legislators, both in, in the Democrat side and the Republican, uh, in the Republican side rather, voted against the idea of a resolution that condemned the tweet as racist. That's the state of the country since Donald Trump has been in the Oval Office. What does that mean? That is what we will be talking about shortly when we return. August 21st, 2017, I wrote and published an article. And the article was titled, Hatred is not a right. That article was written uh, following the death of Heather Heyer by a white supremacist. On August 12, 2017, there was a march by the white supremacists on in Charlottesville, Virginia. You certainly may recall that. Now, during, in order to counter that that march, there were a number, there were an overwhelming number of anti-protesters, anti-white supremacists, who also took to the street to protest against the white supremacist march. Now, one individual in uh, decided that uh, to go to the extreme, he ram a car into the crowd of anti-protesters and injured a number of people, 19 to be exact, and killed 32-year-old 30, Heather Heyer. The, the name of the white supremacist who committed that murder is James Alex Fields. Now, I tell you all that so that I can give you a sense as to not only since Donald Trump has been in the Oval Office as to how racist 
bigots, white supremacists, KKK, they all feel comfortable expressing their views publicly and displaying it because Donald Trump, Sleazy Don, give them legitimacy to do so. And I published that article, say, hatred is not a right. Most, I'm going to read only the first paragraph of that article. If you are interested in reading the full article, you can go to the peoplebranch.org. That people branch, one word, peoplebranch.org website. You can search for racism, racist, bigots, white supremacists, or anything related to racism or race relation in America. You can search for those terms. And you will find a number of articles written about that particular topic. And this particular one, Hatred is Not a Right, is one of such articles. It says most Republicans, supporters, and legislators alike are racist, prejudiced, and discriminate against minority in general, blacks in particular. So it did not surprise me a bit that the President of the United States declared that some white supremacists and KKK members are very fine people. Now that was said by the President of the United States in regards to what had happened. That you had First of all, white supremacists taking to the street, marching, now countered by anti-racism, racists, by anti-racism, by anti-protest. One such individual found it the only way that they could solve that problem is by ramming a car into a crowd, injuring 19 people and killing 32-year-old Heather Heyer. And the President of the United States says they were very fine people. A couple of days later, on August 24th, 2017, as you can see, we're talking about two years ago, Just about because this is the month of July, uh, we just a month away from August, <clears throat> not even a month. I published another article that says the Republican Party is a heaven for racists. Now, needless to tell you, the title itself did already bring uh, fire and fury from those Republicans who are always eager. To defend their position, although their actions, their words clearly tell exactly who they are. And I'm going to also read only the first paragraph. And if you're interested in the remaining part of the article, the same thing applies. You can go to peoplebranch.org. That's peoplebranch.org. This announcement will be spelled out also at the end of the program in uh, when we're closing. And you can go to peoplebranch.org and search for racist, racism, bigots, white supremacists, anything that's related to race relation. You can search for those terms and you will be able to find a number of articles that were published for that particular topic. This topic I'm about to read from, the title of the article is The Republican Party is a Heaven for Racists. There was a time when the Republican Party stood for equality, justice, diversity, and inclusion. It opposed the Ku Klux Klan and everything that group stood for. Today, the Republican Party is a heaven for racists. 
bigots, neo-Nazis, and white supremacists. It didn't begin with Charlottesville. It didn't happen overnight. And no, it was not a mistake. Republican legislators in Washington, Mitch McConnell, Paul Ryan, and company have deliberately created the environment which gave rise to the French elements of society. Donald Trump didn't happen in a vacuum. Now, you may recall during the Obama administration, Donald Trump was the birther in chief, the, the birther, the rank leader, if you like. You may recall how much he antagonized Obama. You may recall that he even got get get that so bad that at some point the White House had to release Don, uh, uh, Obama certificate, birth certificate. Now, when I wrote the article, the Republican Party is a heaven for racists, now I add to it, is also a heaven of racists. Now, I got a lot of pushback because, well, how could we possibly say something like that? As it is, it should be obvious to anyone today, most Republican, and notice I said most, Republicans are indeed racist and when we say someone is racist we don't mean necessarily they're a member of the white supremacists or the KKK but they are racist during the Obama administration 53% that's more than half 53% percent of Republican believed he was not American. Why do you think that is? You want to take a guess? 53%. Even when Obama was exiting the Oval Office, we still have a record of 23% of Republicans who still did not believe that Obama was an American, is an American. You see, it's easy to recognize racist. Of course, they don't have a sign written on their forehead, but if you spend just a few minutes with anyone, they can say they're not racist because unless the person is a white supremacist and want to be recognized as such no one is going to come out and say i am a racist most people would defend the fact they're not racist he or she's not racist but their actions their words and actions tell you a lot here it is donald trump clearly obviously issue a racist tweet you have the whole republican party defending him and even unable to call him out on his racism in the midst of the 21st century tell me whom you with and i'll tell you who you are Yes, the, the Republican Party, most people in the Republican Party are racist. They support racism. They support a racist. They okay with racism. But it's not just the legislators in Washington, because you may want to point finger to the legislators in Washington and think, oh, maybe they just, you know, Republicans supporting Republicans. You may want to say that as a way to defend an individual. The people they interviewed, Republican that is, when they brought forth to the surface that what Donald Trump did is blatantly racist, 
they said that's why I voted for him so there is no ambiguity here there is no argument here people were trying to defend Donald Trump in fact Donald Trump knows and acknowledged that well the tweet is racist but he said he's okay with it because the people who voted for him who supported him said they okay with it so I'm not sure why Republican would want to waste their breath in trying to to say they're not racist everything that they do legislation that they pass judges that they put on the Supreme Court on the court on the Supreme Court they're racist so how could you not be racist and go for everything that's racist that doesn't make any logical sense does it so telling me you're not racist doesn't make you any less racist so yes most republicans most not all but most republicans are racist they thrive on racism the first day that donald trump set foot down that escalator at the trump tower he begun his campaign using racism as the platform look where he's at now as i mentioned on my broadcast donald trump sleazy don i'm sorry i keep forgetting that it's sleazy don sleazy don is not in the oval office because a few people voted him in office sleazy don is not in the oval office because a few white supremacists a few bigots a few racist individuals voted him in office since he done is in the office because millions of people voted him in office knowing he's a racist he's a bigot so defending that you're not racist doesn't make you if you are a republican any less racist so the problem is not is not ambiguity is not confusion whether republicans are racist that's there is no confusion there they have proven that beyond a shadow of a doubt the problem is how do we solve this problem in this country the plague that a whole party the whole republican party is a heaven for racist is a heaven for of racist how does the country cope with this plague because it is a disease that republicans are racist they all infected with racism there is no confusion there is no doubt anymore that the republican party has embraced racism as a platform the question is how does the United States of America remedy this situation that's the question a resolution is passed to condemn a racist tweet all Republicans voted against the resolution it's not politics you cannot call it politics in saying well it was a long party line it's racism so if you're not racist how could you vote against the resolution because all all of the and of the people who voted against the resolution acknowledge that the, the tweet is indeed racist so how could you not how could you be going out there clamoring that you're not racist when you're voting against a resolution condemning racism that just doesn't make any sense does it yes the whole republican party is a heaven for racist a heaven of racist we know that and it's not something that happened with Donald Trump yes we may want to point fingers to Donald Trump because he has a big mouth and he's always talking he also has a big finger that's why he's tweeting those things but sleazy Don 
Sleazy Don did not turn the Republican Party into a party of racists. They've always been that way. Sleazy Don was not in office when 53% of the Republican actually were expressing racist view towards Barack Obama. You can go as far back as Ronald Reagan to find that racism has run in the Republican Party as a platform. Just recently in 2012, Rick Santorum actually did use the racist undertone in order to prop his campaign. That's what, that's how it is. Even Mitch Romney said, we're not going to worry about the 47% because they're not going to vote for us anyway. You know, you know, those people on welfare. Those people who rely on government handout. You know what the translation is. Yes, the Republican Party has always been a haven of racists and a haven for racists. So yes, the Republican Party, people are afraid of calling the devil by its name. And that's the reason we cannot find a solution because everybody is dancing around the issue as if that would solve the problem. No! Call the devil by its name and we find a cure for the problem. It's a disease. It's a plague that's infesting, infecting the country. You cannot go to a doctor and hope for a cure unless the doctor can find what the disease is. In this case, in United States of America, we know that the disease is racism in the Republican Party. So why exactly are we trying to hide the disease? It is a disease in the Republican Party now that they have an individual who expressed himself publicly. Now they feel legitimized. They feel comfortable coming out and showing that they don't have any problem being racist. It's a disease that's plaguing, that's infecting the whole country. Call the devil by its name. The Republican Party is a haven of racists and a haven for racists. this presentation was of some use to you if not you already know what to do send us your comment criticism suggestion let us know how we can do it better this is not going anywhere so you might as well help make it better should you have a topic a particular topic you would like us to talk about right here on this podcast let us know. We will research the topic and we will debate it right here on the Fourth Branch Podcast. The place for common sense. In the meantime, I hope you have a wonderful afternoon or a wonderful evening, whichever it happened to be. I hope to talk to you again next time when we debate another important topic in order to help perfect the union. I am MD. Good day.
Fourth Branch Podcast is brought to you in collaboration with the People Branch publication, which can be found on the People Branch website, located at peoplebranch.org. That's P-E-O-P-L-E-B-R-A-N-C-H dot org. That's peoplebranch.org website in which you will find a number of very interesting articles. My name is Mike Duchenne, MD for short. I hope you have a great afternoon or a great evening, whichever it happens to be. Hopefully, you can join me again next time for another interesting episode of this podcast. That was the fourth branch, live from New York. Good day. Good day.